today we have an exciting interview with you all prepared by our team here at New Stars with our special guest, Kyle Randall, G-League point guard with six seasons of experience. Kyle has expressed his Christianity throughout his career as a professional basketball player in many ways, the most recent being the Christian streetwear brand, All For Him Clothing. We have the entire cast of New Stars here with us today, Lee, Derek, Matt, and myself, Jamie, as we hope our dialogue with Kyle blesses all of our listeners and ministers. Speaking Kyle, why don't you start off by giving our listeners a brief rundown of your professional career as a basketball player and how you intertwine faith with your decision to pursue this type of field? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, being a professional basketball player is definitely a grind. Uh, it's a really tough business uh, industry to get into and just to map your life out with that in terms of trying to settle down and have a family on one end, but you might always be traveling for more than half the year. Um, and for me, uh, growing up in the church, faith has always been big for me, and it's always been the one thing that I know for sure that would always keep me grounded because I try to play and live my life um, for Christ and to be a witness through my actions. And uh, me creating all for him was just a way of expressing that. Um, so, yeah, man, faith in uh, it's really big for me in my life and in my sports. Uh, when I play basketball, I mean, it's just, it goes hand in hand for me. Okay. And, uh, okay. So during your rookie season with the, uh, in Fort Wayne, you uh, won the D-League championship. And then last year, you also made the playoffs with Lakeland Magic. So how do you handle that kind of success as a Christian and as a professional basketball player? Um, I mean, I think that, it's easy to get caught up in the moment and things like that, especially when you're riding such a emotional high from all the hard work paying off. Um, but as I said, I mean, my faith has always kept me grounded. I mean, I also have great people in my corner, but um, just from a personal standpoint, my faith has always been something that has kept me grounded because I, you know, just reading the Bible and being in church, I know, being humble was just the way I was brought up, um, and I knew that that's the right way to be. So uh, that's always how I just kept myself grounded was my faith and staying true to that. Um, I mean, I'm not going to lie, I got caught up um, in tough situations because my process and my road to where uh, to how I got to where I am wasn't as smooth as I envisioned. Um, so I had to reevaluate some things because I was in it for the wrong reasons, uh, per se. So I had to get back to um, my roots and my foundation, which is my faith, and that tied everything together. And that's kind of why I'm still playing now um, after hitting some rough patches after my rookie season in the D-League. Okay. And uh, let me ask you this now. You talk about these rough patches and, that, and these kind of pitfalls that you went through. Can you give me an example of a pitfall that you kind of faced while going through the league? And also, what is your pregame ritual? Do you pray beforehand or is it all just basketball? Or how do you get yourself prepared for a game when you're in the locker room about to go out on the court? Yeah. Um, well, to answer the first part of the question, uh, it's just sometimes, you know, when you're just being a professional athlete, you see, especially with social media now, I mean, the fame and the money and the access that you have to certain spaces. Um, and it's easy to get caught up in that when you're trying to be uh, a growing professional athlete. You know, I'm trying to get to the NBA, and I have, you know, some fans and people that know me, whatever, through just my professional career so far. But 
I was always trying to grow and get more and more and more to the point where I was focusing more on trying to get famous and get as much money as possible. And I was worried about that, and it had an effect on my game um, until I got back to my roots and got back grounded and just had to remember that I'm doing it for Christ and to be a witness. And if I do that, everything else will take care of itself. And uh, just getting back to that has helped me. Um, and that's like I said, that's why I'm still playing now, man, because I was at a point where I was ready to quit basketball because it was just too much, too much pressure I was putting on myself. And uh, just getting back to my roots is I found that love for the game again, and things have been working out great. So, I mean, I, that's what I'm trying to stay consistent with. Um, and then my pregame ritual, praying, I pray before every game. Uh, usually when the national anthem is going on, I'm saying my prayer. Um, and then that's just, you know, it's always been a part of my routine ever since I was in high school. I always pray right during the national anthem. So that's my routine and how I get going and get ready for a game. <clears throat> All right. Hey, uh, Kyle, this is um, Lee speaking. And um, can you guys hear me, Chris? Really? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, I can hear you. <clears throat> okay, Kyle, so in your early years as a, as a teenager, you attended predominantly Roman Catholic school, Kennedy Catholic, while living in Pennsylvania. Was that the time you cultivated interest in your, like, your faith and your basketball? Or how did you like draw, you know, um, like, an expression between the two while you were in um, school? Um, well, for me, yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, it started way before high school. Um, I grew up in the church. Uh, my parents both played basketball. Uh, my older brother played, but we were always in church ever since I can remember. Um, and so I always had that connection between the two um, growing up. So going to a Catholic high school, um, it was a little different for me just because my religion wasn't Catholic, but mm-hmm. just the the underlining meaning, just, you know, sports and religion and sports and faith. I mean, I understood that, and that was uh, a great place for me to play. Um, basketball in high school was for, I mean, even though it was Catholic, it's still just about having faith and believing in something bigger than yourself, so that connection exactly. is still there for me. Okay, so like while you were attending there, did you like do like any SEA or anything like that, or or it just was it just you know your church? Um, high school. Yeah, they had they had FCA. Uh, I was never actually a part of FCA just because uh, I was you know either traveling so much and gotcha. um, either doing my own thing just with my church uh, any events that we had, and my church didn't like really have an FCA through them, so. Uh, but so I was never a part of one, but I heard about it and I know about it, and you know I'm a huge believer in that. So I mean, I just never yeah. did it, experience it myself. Very nice, very nice. Okay, and uh, next question I have for you, um, Kyle is: Is it difficult for you to keep your faith in forefront in your life? You know, dealing with like you know like the limelight and the flashiness of the you know like the NBA. Do you find it hard to you know stay on track with your faith and you know maintaining your you know career like in the, like you know potentially like in the NBA how do you like balance the two and how do you, you know keep yourself grounded do you have like somebody you know keeping you accountable is it your family is it your loved ones or a friend or a mentor of some sort uh yeah it's a combination of all that actually man I mean because it, okay. it's definitely tough um uh, you know and in that limelight as you said is you're exposed to so many different things and uh, you have access to a lot of different things, and 
you're running in some pretty big circles because even though it's a select few of people who make it to professional athletes, the ones who are become like a close-knit group. I mean, even if you don't know him, you know him because you know what he's going through, know what it took to get there and stuff like that. So you kind of relate right away. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely tough to maintain um, and continue to always put Christ first at every point. Um, but that's, you know, that's that's just a challenge that you have to be willing to take on if you truly believe in what you believe in. And me personally, like I said, my parents had me in the church since I was young, so having them on my side is still in my life. Um, and being in full support of me playing basketball still, um, they don't let me get too far off track if they notice anything different. And, um, you know, my friends that I still have that are involved in the church, we all grew up together. So I have a lot of people in my circle that keep me grounded. And it's a lot easier now, honestly, with the technology. I can watch church on my phone. Um, exactly. My schedule is crazy. You know, you not you can't always go to church physically, but with all the technology, man, is is that's really helpful. And having the apps for you know Bible apps where you can read devotionals and stuff like that. I try to do all of that uh, just because I can't always physically be in a church, but I, I still try to you know build my faith and stay locked in to something that is con- in connection to my faith to help me keep stay grounded and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, Jarek talking here with these next couple questions. Uh, one thing I was wondering is you've been in the D League and the G League uh, this last year being the first year the G League was in place. Um, over the past years, we've seen uh, team expansions, and there are a couple more in the works for the G League. What have been some changes you noticed within the league itself, uh, specifically with the new partnership that the league made with Gatorade? Yeah. Uh, I think that, one, it's a lot more professionally done. Um, I know when I was in the D-League my rookie year, um, just because teams weren't having that one-to-one connection, um, some places just weren't as nice or as up-to-date in terms of equipment and weight room access and all those kind of things that go into you know being a professional team. Uh, they just didn't have it. And so now a lot of teams in the G League now, they have better, you know, places to play, better access to equipment and things like that. So it's just a lot more professional to me. Um, It's grown to that point, and that's great to see. Um, And it's also just I feel like NBA, the NBA and NBA teams and scouts are just trusting it more because they have more of an input into it now that every teams are really going to that one-to-one relationship. Um, So teams are starting to use the same terminology, run the same plays that the parent teams run. So it's easy to just plug guys in and send guys down and they not miss a beat. So from that standpoint, I think that it's gotten a lot better. And so it's causing the NBA teams to feel more comfortable with calling guys up. So it's just, I think it's just improving and it's getting better and better. And I'm, I was excited to get back into it and be a part of it. So. And going off of that, uh, the one-to-one connection that teams are starting to have is two-way contracts are relatively new to the NBA right now. Have you noticed that Mm -hmm. sort of uh, push players to maybe uh, just to give a little more knowing it's not necessarily NBA or G League, that there is this middle ground that they can try and strive for to get a shot at making it in the NBA? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, That two-way contract thing was a huge introduction and, uh, I think that a lot of people 
really like that. And I know that there are a lot of people that are, you know, trying to get that. Uh, I mean, even me, someone in my position, I wouldn't be opposed to getting a two-way contract with the organization um, just because it does mean that you are kind of right there, you know, ready to mm-hmm. make that jump, um, but you still have a little bit of development to do. And it gives you the opportunity to have some sort of security for at least a year with that team if you doing what you're supposed to do, and you have access to both. So you'll play a lot in the G League, but you'll also have days where you go up and you practice with the parent team and you get to work out with them and all that kind of stuff and get better and sit in on film sessions and stuff like that. So it just gives you an opportunity to develop your skills by getting a lot of minutes in the G League, but also being able to get that experience and learn and be a sponge up in the league too. So that's definitely something that guys are trying to take advantage of. And every, I mean, everybody's um, obviously trying to get to that point, and with that, there comes a lot of perseverance uh, throughout each season. There may be different challenges in front of people, but Absolutely. for you, um, how is this whole experience being a professional athlete? Uh, what has it taught you about continuing to pray and strive for what you believe God's plan for you is in your life, um, whether it be, you know, you're upset with uh, minutes or you're trying to add a new facet to your game, you know, what's your regimen to um, sort of giving that uh, trust up to God while also putting in as much work as you can? Uh, yeah, uh, definitely, you know, faith is really big and you got to believe. Um, that's very important. But I'm always, my biggest thing that I try to tell guys is you still got to do your part you know Mm. Uh, the opportunities come God gives you opportunities but you don't want God to give you an opportunity if you're not doing what you're supposed to do and be ready for it Um, because he doesn't handle that part he just puts you in places to be successful and opens doors for you but he expects you to be ready so that's my job is to stay consistent with you know my workouts stay on top of training and just always being ready and prepared to go perform when a door is open because I, you know, that's my faith. I believe that a door is going to be open. So as long as I'm playing basketball, uh, I have to continue to always be persistent and stay working um, because I'm always believing that God is going to have a door open for me if he hasn't already done so. So um, I just try to stay prepared, man. That's how I, you know, stay persistent. So this is Matt talking now. Uh, My first question for you, Kyle, is, so you won the D-League with Fort Wayne in your rookie season. You went undefeated with Rochester. You made the playoffs with the Lakeland Magic. What has been the most memorable moment for you as a player? Um, I mean, Rochester was very memorable for me because of the group that uh, we won with. Uh, we all got pretty close, and um, – I was with them throughout the whole season. Um, with Fort Wayne, I was on the team that won, but I left like the last five games of the season and ended up playing for Kent Charge and finishing out the season with them. So even though I was a part of that run and you know getting that placement in the playoffs, I didn't really get to experience the end result. And then with Lakeland last year, you know being able to help our team be in a position to be in the playoffs, but I ended up going to Delaware with 13 games left in the season, so I didn't get to finish it out with Lakeland either. Um, So Rochester was the place that, even though it might not have been the best 
situation for me to be in from a sports standpoint at the time uh, because it just wasn't as respected. Um, just being on that team and winning a championship and developing those relationships that I'm still cool with those guys now, um, I think that was very memorable for me. Um, but, I mean, every place has been memorable. The most memorable for sure, just because I was there the whole time and got to experience what we've been working for the whole season. So, Yeah, for sure. All right. Um, who has been the toughest player you have ever had to match up against? All time? Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, well, I was fortunate enough to go on an unofficial visit to Wake Forest when I was a sophomore in high school. And it just so happened that Chris Paul was back in town um, and Jeff Teague was there as well. So I was matched up with both of those guys in open gym as a sophomore in high school. So uh, that was definitely uh, probably my toughest matchup ever. I mean, that's a <laughs> Hall of Famer right there and an all-star point guard and the other. So um, taking that on uh, 15 was crazy, but I loved it. It was cool just to be able to do that. Um, so, yeah, I think those are the two. And then uh, – Probably as a professional, Pierre Jackson, I think he might have put 50 on us my rookie year in the D-League. So that was crazy uh, to be able to watch that and be and guarded too. Uh, I mean, he hit me with some tough shots. I just watched his highlight tape the other day, and I saw a clip of me on him. So uh, he was fortunate. <laughs> How did you hold up against Chris Paul and Jeff Teague? Uh, I mean, I was just – excited to be on the court with them, I guess. I mean, it was um, – I was the only sophomore, I believe, that was there. I was on unofficial, and other guys were there. They were on their official visit. But just being on the court with them, because um, it was all of the other Wake Forest guys too. So Ish Smith was there, Aminu was there. Um, so, I mean, it was just great to be on the court with them and play with them and uh, just kind of give myself some reassurance that, you know, I can play at this level. Um, so it was just fun to go out there and compete with those guys. Sure. All right, so you mentioned your clothing line a little bit. Um, all for him clothing, by the way, for the listeners at home. Uh, it focuses on your active faith by reaching people through Christ beyond basketball. Now, yeah. you already mentioned it a little bit, but my question is, it, was there any specific inspiration, like any time that hit you where you knew, like, oh, I want to start an apparel line you know, focusing on this? Um, I I think that's just kind of what it developed into. Uh, I mean, when I first thought of All For Him, it was just a slogan or a model for me uh, back in, I think it was 2013, 2014 when I started using it. Um, and that was at that point where, I had mentioned earlier that I had hit where I realized that I was in it for the wrong reasons and uh, and just had to get back to my roots. So it just kind of started out as a motto and just something to help me remember why I'm doing it. And uh, as time went on, it kind of – I mean, once it was a hashtag, it kind of became a brand because more people believed in it when I told them about it and they were starting to use it. So I wanted to do something with it that could make a lasting impression and also – uh, just be out there more, be more visible, and not just on social media on a post that I write. Um, so I figured apparel would be a good space to do it. Um, just me being an athlete, 
um, I kind of had that connection with sports apparel and training and stuff like that. So it was just kind of the best route that I saw for it. Um, and it's been great. I mean, I, you know, we're not very big. A lot of people don't know about us yet, but uh, my vision for it is um, to be on people all over the world at some point um, because the meaning behind it, even though it's, you know, sports, it's from an athlete like myself, but it's not just related to sports. It's about doing whatever you do, uh, but just do it for Christ. So whether that's acting or being a banker or, you know, just being a parent, I mean, anything that you can think of, if we do it for Christ, that, you know, good things will happen, and that's just the best way to do it. So that's what I want uh, people to understand about it. So I'm really excited about getting started, man, and having a actual something I can call my own in a apparel company. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm glad you mentioned the different outlets in it, too, like actor and bank or whatever. I feel a lot of people think that just because they don't have a huge audience, they can't really make a difference, which really isn't true at all. But uh, I got to yeah, say, the hoodies absolutely. are dope. So, uh, Trackstar's listeners, you know what to do. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, you can uh, – everything's through social media right now. So, uh, you can follow me on Instagram, at krandy12. Um, where you can follow the All For Him page, which is at all.for.him. Uh, that's our Instagram page. It has all the pictures and stuff like that. Um, and that's the way that you can get in contact about purchasing if you guys are interested. So. All right, cool. Oh, that's that's amazing. I just followed you on everything, bro. So, yeah, man. Yeah, man. Uh, you I appreciate that. Appreciate that. Paradox one one six. I'll definitely be following you closely, man. I may I'll be buying some stuff because I'm always I'm always down to support, man. Absolutely, man. I appreciate that. I appreciate it. All right, and so you just recently kind of got engaged at the age of 26. Congratulations. Now, while being a professional ball player, yeah, of course. Now, while being a professional ball player, um, what advice do you have for Christian men looking to get married early, and how do you incorporate God in a balanced relationship where you're moving around a lot? Um. It's tough, <laughs> uh, you know, but once you find – it's all about finding that person that accepts what you're trying to do, believes in what you're trying to do, and uh, it just truly has your back and truly supportive. I was lucky and fortunate enough and blessed enough to have found that early. Uh, we met back in college when I was playing at UNC Greensboro uh, my freshman year, so we have been together for a very long time. Um, so she's been with me through all the highs and the lows of being a professional athlete. Um, and she's been one of the reasons and one of my biggest supporters in telling me to keep going even when I felt like stopping. Um, so just having that person in my corner has been great. Like I said, she's been with me through it all. So it was an easy decision for me in my situation to go ahead and lock that up. You know what I mean? Uh, so the advice that I would give is just be true to yourself. Um, always um, just try to find the real in someone and let them know who you are off the jump. It's a, as an athlete, being a Christian athlete or being having faith as a Christian or as an athlete is just, um, it's not as popular. Um, people fall in love with the limelight and you're exposed to a lot of women who want just the limelight and they'll do whatever mm-hmm. they can, you know, to try to get it and play any games and any tricks. So it's just trying to be find the real in someone and hoping that they like you and finding somebody that wants you outside of what you have, 
you know what I mean? Just bare minimum, strip everything down to just you and your morals and who you are as a person. If somebody can look at you and be with you for that, then, you know, that's who you want to find. Amen. Yeah, Amen. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, Kyle, I have, my, I have a question, too. You, um, yep. a lot of times when you're talking, a lot of times, and this is John talking, a lot of times when you're talking, you express the fact that you, would, you felt like you were in a lot of the things that you were doing for the wrong reasons, whether it had been the beginning of the offer him clothing or, you know, your own professional basketball career. At one point you mm-hmm. seemed to have felt like, hey, I'm not doing this to glorify God. I'm doing this for myself or for the fame or whatever the reason, right? So what yeah. I'm asking is how did you bring yourself back to re- reconcile with Jesus? Like how did you get to that position where you're like, hey, none of this stuff matters. I need to get myself spiritually back on track. Um. My parents were a big reason for that uh, just because I would express to them how frustrated I was with basketball and, you know, uh, just having them always, they were, they've always been in the church. So, I mean, church references and God references would always come up in those conversations. Uh, and a lot, also with a lot of other people that I'm friends with, my friends, like I said, we all grew up in the church together. Uh, so having people in your corner that believe in what you believe in, um, that can help you and that have, that support you and know what you're doing in your everyday life, and they can help you try to apply, the, you know, your beliefs into it if they truly believe in what you're doing. Um, and they told me, that, you know, my parents were they were okay with whatever decision I made. They were just saying, you know, pray about it and you know, see what God says and see what comes out of praying. Like, you have to pray before you make a decision like this. Um, and so that's what I did, man. I prayed. And I said, you know, if you show me a sign or some light at the, you know, end of this tunnel, then I'll know that it's from you and I'll, you know, I'll keep going. And so, I mean, there have been many times where I was felt like I was done and I would get a call right then. Um, about, you know, a possible job or some interest going here um, or this agency wants to sign you or this, you know, Nike wants to send you some shoes just out of the blue. You know what I mean? It's just little things like that that I don't take for granted and that I believe to be signs from God when I'm in a tough place. Um, that's just reassurance that I'm on the right track and that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing and that he's still on my side. So that's kind of how I got back to it, man. I just prayed and, uh, God answered and showed me signs, and, you know, I'm here now still playing, so. Also, um, Kyle, this is at least speaking of, how do you, um, what do you do, like, in your downtime, in your spare time, when you're not uh, really, uh, you know, playing basketball, or, you know, do you, like, play any video games? Do you play, like, um, do you just have downtime? Do you, like, hang out with your family? Like, what type of entertainment do you put yourself into, or, like, you know, get involved with, I should say? Uh, yeah, in the off-season, uh, I really do try to one, spend a lot of time with uh, my fiance, soon-to-be wife, because up until this point, we haven't, she hasn't traveled with me while I've been playing. So it's always been that long-distance thing while I'm during the season. So off-season, I try to spend a lot of time with her, and we do a lot of family activities. And uh, I do play sport or do play video games, but I only play sports games. Uh, so 2K and Madden, um, I love playing those. I'm not good at the shooting games like Fortnite and Call of Duty and stuff. Or like good play, but for some reason, I just can't get that hand-eye coordination to be good at those games. So I just let all my boys handle that. Uh-huh. 
but just hanging out with friends, man, having a good time, enjoying the summer. Um, that's just what I try to do. Uh, I don't really try to do too much. Just try to relax, man. Where? Hey. Yeah, man, that's, I hear you. And man, All right. And then, um, go ahead, Matt. Oh, my fault. Now you go. Oh, I was just going to ask, uh, and Kyle, this is probably the last question before we begin, we begin to wrap it up. Um, how important is, there, is it to have strong Christian people around you? How important is it to have, like you just thought, you just mentioned your friends and everything like that, how important is it to have that basis of, you know, guys that may not necessarily be in your bloodline family, but there are just friends in the league who, you know, still want to kind of <clears throat> give you that type of um, advice that you need when you feel love? Um, it's very important, man. Uh, just having somebody that you can relate to on uh, a certain level um, about something that's important and that you believe in um, because they kind of have an understanding of what you're going through. Even though your lives and stories might not be the same, just the fact that uh, you're believing you believing in the same thing, you both know that you have worldly struggles. Um, so it's kind of just holding each other accountable and um, just helping each other remember why you're doing what you're doing and who you're doing it for. So it's very important to have those people in your corner. Um, I would find it very tough um, if you didn't because just being alone is tough, man. So you need people that are that you can relate to and that believe in what you believe in and support you. So, yeah, you definitely need that. It's very important. For sure. All right, Kyle, what advice do you have for the kid whose dream is to play college or even professional ball? Stay in the gym. Um, it, that's the most important thing. Uh, don't get caught up in the social media hype and all of that. Uh, I mean, because that stuff is just for show and you only see the end result. So just stay in the gym. Uh, that's kind of what I held my hat on was just being a gym rat and locking in on the fundamentals. So that would be my biggest advice in terms of from a sports side. But just uh, from just a in general, just keep your priorities straight. Figure what they figure out what they are, and just keep them in order. And uh, that's kind of what has helped me too. So. All right, cool. Well, thank you so much, Kyle. All the Track Stars sports fans have been blessed today. Um, tomorrow, everyone, look for the post. We're gonna post when the show releases, and I guess you'll be listening to it live. So. But as well as we're going to tag Kyle and the All For Him clothing line in the post. So make sure to follow Kyle, his clothing line, and Trackstar Sports on all your social media platforms for your latest sports news. You all be blessed.